millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello. Hello. We are starting, starting a cult. A today. Cult. We are yeah. back with yeah. a brand no, yeah. new episode. It is Friday evening, September seventeenth of the year two thousand and twenty one. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Good lord. What about time? How about that? The Earth is officially two thousand and twenty two years old today. Um, I don't know if you guys know that, but I don't know. It's true. That doesn't even make sense if we're thinking about... Wait, what? Yeah. What? According to the... um, The The what? The Bible. Oh, which... Where? It's actually the the misprinted Bible, but it's the real one. It's the Book of Grant. Ah, okay. But we'll get into that a different day. Well, yeah, we are starting a cult that's Grant up Jake. That is true. We're talking about some stuff today, as With, you can tell. That is true. We typically do talk about a lot of different things. Stuff, things, all these things. We realized that uh, it had been quite quite a bit of time since we've gotten into a good old haunting. Um, we did do the Conjuring Do-do. 3. We kind of discussed that a little bit, the... Differences of the movie in real life, so I I don't really yeah. count that. That was no, it doesn't count. The last, so basically, the last like ghostly paranormal thing we did was like Black Monk Pontefract. Yeah, and that was entirely too long ago. That really was way and too long ago. We got a fun. I mean, well, it, if, unless pretty much for everybody that's not in that family, it was fun. But we have a fun little quick bite of yeah. a uh, a little haunting for you. Um. And something that we kind of stumbled upon while doing hauntings. Hauntings are very, very personal, okay? They're very uh, honest, I guess you could say, if you tend to believe it. Yeah. They're really just the story of individuals that deal with the paranormal, for lack of a better term. Um, But these real, like, high-profile, popular cases that you hear about now, most of them are dealing with the Warren. Yeah. That's just the simple truth of and the matter. guess what? So is this one. It is. It is. And I don't want you to think that we'll be sticking with, you know, Warren cases only. But it, it's hard not to, especially when there's so much information about them and the case themselves yeah. nowadays. They were everywhere back in the day. It's easy to kind of jump on that train and read the story for ourselves, examine it, and then kind of discuss it with different things that we personally believe and things that we've learned over the course of doing the show. Yeah. So I would say, without further ado, let's get into the haunting of the Smurl family. Smurl family haunting. Yes, and and I know this is big news, but we're doing a Warren episode, and for once, I will actually keep my opinions about the Warrens to myself Bullshit. until it's over. <clears throat> Bullshit. I mean, I'll tell you, but Bullshit I'll, I'll, entirely. I'll, I'll let the, the, the mode play let out the freak here. flag fly, Grant. It'll come. You know, I hope this fan doesn't get picked up, but it feels amazing. Yeah, it's nice. If you guys in the feel nice. If you hear a nice breeze, just know that it feels even better on us. Picture yourself in a nice shady meadow. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. You know? That's where we are. Listening to this story about the, the Smurl family, okay? Smurl. It's like Earl with an S and an M. Smurl. Yeah. Smurl. Smurl. 
So, let's just get in right at the beginning. The Smurl family, after being forced from their Wilkes Bar home in Pennsylvania due to a devastating flood, moved into a duplex home on Chase Street of West Pittson, Pennsylvania. Yes. Pennsylvania, the Hershey capital, right? There's a Hershey capital there? Yeah, Hershey, Pennsylvania. Amazing. I uh, I do want to say I actually didn't, I mean, I'm not a... I'm not really a natural disaster person or a geography person, but... We don't know much. I didn't realize that they could be affected by hurricanes, because that's exactly why they moved. Uh, St. Agnes, or Hurricane Agnes, you know? Yeah. That was the storm that pushed them out of their home because of extensive flooding. Now, what I do know and what I can gather just based off of personal history with storms... I don't think that it was actually, like, the hurricane. I'm sure it was, like, a byproduct. It was a residual hurricane. Yeah. Rolling on through your town. But still, it is weird that, you know, a place like Pennsylvania can be that much, or it can be affected that much by a hurricane. You wouldn't really think that. Oh, it's crazy. Dude, it's just like, uh, what was that boy? It was, uh, it was Ed Gein's dad. He started out losing his entire family to a flood. Yeah. How about that? Natural disasters happen everywhere, even in Wisconsin. We're wrapping it around. Yeah. Everything connects. It's all the same. <clears throat> it is. Everything's the same, including families, just like this one, which consisted of the Smurl family, that is. Jack, who was a Navy man who served in World War Two. Shout out to David. Yeah, Navy people. That's our buddy who's in the Navy. There we go. Not, he's not part of this story in particular, but, uh, you know, we he's love him. He's in the David. same, you know, military outfit or whatever the fuck you call it. Oh, yeah, we love him to yeah. death. He's a good guy. Okay, so that was that was Jack. He's a Navy guy, World War Two. His wife, uh, uh, his, her name was Janet. Uh, she was a stay-at-home mother. Jack and Janet Smurl, right? And their four daughters, Dawn, Heather, and the twins, Sharon and Karen. Isn't that cute? Yeah, those, that's an interesting family name, you know. Yeah, Smurl, yeah. Jack and Jill. No, it's not Jill, but Jack and Janet. Yeah, no, it still makes sense. It's practically the same thing, but it, it is. We have um, all of the building blocks here of a very good haunting story. No, it's true. And we also got in-laws. We have Jack's parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are, what, what are their names? What are their names, Grant? Uh, it's freaking John and Mary. John and Mary birthed Jack, and then Jack had this family. They're all living together in this duplex. Yeah, I remember. I was when I was reading about this duplex. It was very. It, it kind of blew my mind. So the in-laws lived. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, they lived the in one wrong. half. Yeah, they lived on the right side of the duplex, and the the rest of the small family lived on the left side of the duplex, and there was really no. There's no bad blood. Like it, they, everybody was happy. With no, them. they were all stoked to be living together. It they were all very, very close, apparently. And that, to me, that's different. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I love my family, but I can't imagine like my immediate family living with somebody else in like the extended family all in one very tight location. I don't know how that would work. It'd be very. It, there would be a lot of issues that would arise. I would imagine. Maybe you guys would be haunted. Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. I don't know. Well, are you a devout Catholic? Because they were. This entire family was very devoutly Catholic. I mean, I was at one point in my life, about 17 years ago. But that, you know, that's either here nor that's there. That's all you need. That's all you need. Well, uh, so now this haunting supposedly took place over a span of about 13 years. Okay, That's a big one. Yeah, 1974 to 1987. Pretty crazy. So the haunting started out slow in comparison to what it would become, you know. Uh, but it began almost immediately after the family moved in. And by that, like with the span of time that we're talking about, by immediately I mean around like 18 months. Yeah. Was, that That's when it started. It was pretty much fine, like at first. Yeah, there was a bit of a grace period where it was just kind of the adjustment to a new living situation, a new place. Yeah. And then it's it started very similar to Paranormal Activity, the movie, where it just kind of came on very gradually, and then it increased as it went on. Yeah. So shortly after the family moved in in 1974, they began doing, like, renovations, you know, sort of a fixer-upper of a house, this thing. Uh, the place needed, like, a coat of paint, a few repairs, you know. Uh, well, during this time, the Smurls reported that the first paranormal instance that they encountered was their television set simply bursting into flames out of nowhere. Okay, I, so I, this is one episode where I desperately wish that Mitch was sitting here 
because he's the electric guy. He knows these things. Yeah. That I mean, don't get me wrong. I would one billion percent be very freaked out and anxious about that. But I feel like that that might be something that could possibly happen. It could naturally. happen, especially with like old tube TVs. Yeah. You know, like tubes get real hot. I have like uh, tube amplifiers for like my guitar, and they get hot as fuck. The boom tube, dude. The yeah. olden days. You I bet amps start to smoke. They could probably catch on fire. I, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not trying to discredit that because that would be very frightening. No, I don't. You don't want anything to catch fire in your house theoretically, except fireplace, maybe. Yeah, even that you don't want that possibly to catch a stove fire. top. Yeah, who knows? You'd like that to be a very a nice candle burn that you started. Yeah, candle in a masseuse room. You have a masseuse room in this house. That's fucking. Is that tight. this room? That is so tight no. in this house. Yeah, in this one, they don't have one in here. I'm just thinking of masseuse um, rooms. I mean, I guess that really the only thing in here is like my work clothes and a desk with all my shit on it and this computer. That's about it. No, you're right. We got the two luggage things that our mics are hooked up to. That is true. Those two and those ramps. aren't even mine. Those are those are just here. Yeah, that's fine though. It's, well, it's all going. In any case, yeah. So the 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 fucking TV just burst into flames. That's not good. So not only that, but a huge stain appeared on the carpet. Pain in the ass. Right, you got a good. stain just appearing everywhere the carpet. That's reminiscent to me of the Demon House. Uh, if you go back and listen to, I think we, I mean we did one real episode on it, but we talked about it in a couple of different ones, uh, where the the weird like oil spots would just appear on the blinds. Yeah, and black monk too. Yeah, and it it, it it seems to be a strange trope that follows that you see these weird markings, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, and that that's something I'd like to circle back to later, but yeah. we'll keep going. So this was like the you know the there's a fucking stain on the carpet, right? This was followed by the discovery of leaky pipes, what you know it which could be seen as relatively normal. However, they continually uh, you know had multiple plumbers come out to repair it. Uh, but what do you know? The family, like just any of us, they may have thought they were continuously being uh, you know. Kind of take it for a ride by these plumbers, mm-hmm. okay? But uh, but it, it, the, they just kept leaking. Kind of like leaks the black monk exactly. With strange puddles that just kept appearing. They would just appear even as the plumbers were there. They were like, "There's no leak in this pipe." And they're just like, "Well, the water's out here, so it's not. It's supposed to be in there." Yeah, and I mean, again, that's something that. Similar to the TV, it, it can happen naturally, and I would almost argue that so could the stains. Um, with it depends, I guess, on like humidity levels, mold, things like that. Yeah, it, it, these can occur naturally. Just because this happens does not mean it's paranormal. But I can imagine uh, not only the mixture of all of these things occurring similarly and very close in proximity. Yeah. But also their actual beliefs and faith definitely played a part in that. Maybe. Well, uh, what kind of made it uh, more interesting is that these uh, these like leaky pipes and stains just appearing everywhere, uh, they were kind of paired with these uh, occurrence, these uh, reoccurring instances of large cat-like markings appearing on their paintings and their bathroom fixtures alike. What so a like, weird combo of things. Paintings, yeah, it's just paint, through paintings you got claw marks, and then your tub's all fucked up. Yeah, that's weird. That that one's rough to explain. I can't say that that's natural unless you got like enormous rat in the house. Yeah, and I mean, th- this family did have a dog. It was a large like German Shepherd named Simon, but he was Simon. like super well behaved. I don't think he liked the bath. Not many dogs do. I'll tell you this. I like we have a big dog who's actually part oh, yeah, of German Navi. Shepherd. We got him shot today. We did. We got four him times. Vaccinated. It was yeah. nice. Um, but he, uh, if he were to leave claw marks around the house, I would very easily be able to identify that because I could just look at the markings and be like, "Huh, let me see your paw," and yeah. then we could just you know figure out that it was that. Yeah. Plus, dogs don't really have good poker faces. They usually act very guilty. Yeah. If they've done something they should be guilty for. So I'm sure if Simon was responsible for these markings, it would be pretty easy to figure out that he was the one causing it. Yeah. No, yeah. So these were like the first clues that the family was dealing with something uh, not good. Very terribly wrong, maybe, in their new home. Uh, So it was slowly from there that the paranormal activity began increasing. 
Okay, tools were, uh, they began going missing and reappearing in odd places. Ooh, okay. And now, kitchen appliances were beginning to catch fire despite the fact that they're not even plugged in. Okay, so this is where it starts to oh, get see, freaky. I'm like, just immediately thinking no... like forks and knives are just bursting into flames. <laughs> Paper towel rolls just up in smoke. It's, it's like, oh, gone. shit. Yeah. Yeah, so everything's catching on fire. Not even plugged in. By 1977, the family was experiencing their uh, their toilets flushing without anyone having flushed them. Uh, footsteps could be heard going up and down the stairs. Uh, dressers and kitchen drawers would open and shut on their own. And the family's radio would work without being plugged in. It was like playing music and shit, just unprompted. That That is, like, very, very spooky. If you ever watch YouTube videos... Uh, Related to anything, you know, ghost hunting or paranormal like uh, we do on occasion, you will know that the trope of some sort of electronic working without batteries or being plugged in is a very, even if you can give me an explanation, it's a very ominous thing to witness. And I mean, Mitch not being here, I know just a very slight little bit about electricity, and I know that transformers can hold charges for a long-ass time. That's why you got to be careful with them all the time. Yes, exactly. So that could be an explanation, but again, Mitch would know way better than me. Yeah, he would be able to give us a more thorough response. I just know that because my dad didn't want me to die working on amps. That makes sense. You know? You got a little bit of background. Yeah. That's fair. Only a little bit, though. Mitch, we need you. But uh, so also rocking chairs were rocking on their own without human or draft interaction. Ooh, All yeah, right? okay. And the house began to just smelling bad. Smelly house these people had. The Smurl <laughs> family smelled bad. That ended so anticlimactically, <laughs> and it smelled bad. Fucking stunk, all right? So, yeah, sickening. Mean, I've been around some bad <laughs> smells, but usually some Febreze in an open window takes care of that. Nope, nope. Sickening, sour smell began permeating through the house, and it was later uh, compared to the smell of rotting flesh, which I hear is a very unique smell. So, How can people openly compare it to that? I've never experienced the smell of rotting flesh. If you're not like in law enforcement or like have come back from war or something... If you know what dead bodies smell like, I'm going to have some questions for you. Yeah, unless you're you know like a I mean? mortician, perhaps. Even then, yeah, like isn't the the whole point of them to to stop the smell, make yeah, them look good for their big you know, day? You got to get them to that point, so you're going to have to deal with the brunt when it comes out. You know, eh. you have to. You're going to have to. You have to absorb the smell so that you can hide it. That's how, I mean, I just no, assume right. that's how it works. You have to get in the mindset, you, you know? You just need formaldehyde. That's all you need. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah, well, anyway, their house fucking stunk. It was smelling bad all the time. But apparently it would just, like, come and then go away. And then it would just reappear in random places and then just go away again. But it smelled like rotting flesh. But despite this, however, the Smurl family kept quiet about these occurrences and soldiered on in their everyday lives. All right, so for example... Janet was a huge proponent in an anti-drunk driving group that was formed in the local high school. Okay. Good for Janet. Good for her. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fun. Okay, so and Jack was uh, promoted as a job. Good for him. I couldn't find what he did, but he was promoted. Sex worker. He may have been, yeah. He was promoted to head bitch, you know what I mean? <laughs> he also coached his daughter's softball team. <laughs> so. Hey, you, yeah, know, you, know, you, know, I mean, you got to have some side projects. Uh, and the girls were excelling in school, right? So everyone's doing fine. Uh, things are weird at home. We're not talking about it. That that makes everything better, I hear. You know? Just don't. Just ignore it. Yeah, just act like it's not happening, and it's not. It's not. That's how everything works. Anyway, uh, but they, uh, they continue to struggle with the strange occurrences in their home. Not only this, but Jack's mother, Mary, soon suffered a heart attack in the midst of the family struggling to make ends meet. So despite his promotion, they're still struggling financially. A little bit. Yeah, you know? so that promotion was, you know, we, we just say, oh, it was a promotion good for him. That meant the world to that family. It was like, we can eat food now. <laughs> well, they're still struggling. It's like, well, uh, your promotion is exposure. Uh, how often you heard that? Oh, you know, God. That's you can the, work for exposure. That's the dumbest fucking excuse. How about you pay me, like, Nothing. Even if you throw me a dollar, I feel better about the fact that I could say I was paid to do this. And then, you know, you could put that on your resume. Yeah, there you go. Paid, paid job. 
Hell, you don't have to say what you got paid, but if you got paid, you know, you know, it qualifies. Well, then they do that bullshit thing. Like, oh, you could say you got paid in exposure. It's like, fuck you. Well, exposure doesn't give pay my like, fucking give bills. Give me like five dollars. That's all I had. Just five dollars. Exposure is never a good thing. It's never like you were exposed to happiness. It's like a man exposed himself <laughs> on the train. Or you have skin cancer from too much exposure to the sun. It's like, ah, oh, you've been too exposed in fucking uh, the, the nuclear power plant. You need to be quarantined. Yeah, exposed. You've been exposed to COVID. If somebody is saying the word exposed to you, uh, it's probably followed by something that's not great. Yeah, more than likely. Or it's just, you just need money and they're not going to give it to you. But, so Mary had a fucking heart attack. They were having financial troubles. It was then that Jack's wife, Janet, and Mother Mary began hearing the voices of one another around the house. And this is where it really begins. It starts picking up smoke, you know, it's yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's chugga, smoking, chugga, smoking. Chugga, 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 Fires are brewing. So Janet uh, constantly heard what sounded to be her mother-in-law calling her name, beckoning her, you know. He's like, hey, Janet. Hey, Janet. Uh, but uh, but when she would, you know, inquire about this face to face, no such things were said by Mary. How crazy! Ooh, How there's something is about that? Mary. They're saying, oh. Uh-huh. So likewise, uh, Mary began hearing Jack and Janet loudly, verbally fighting and swearing at one another. Uh, but again, these sounds did not come from Jack and Janet. Uh, this is where the haunting goes from spooky to dark. This is very Ooh. dark here, okay? This next part. It does. It, it it escalates very, very rapidly. And you know what? I'll be honest. Full full disclosure, not exposure. Full disclosure. I had the hardest fucking time coming up with a timeline for all this shit. So I just kind of put it in order of what seemed to be a natural progression. Yeah. If there's anything that, that, uh, that you guys out there know that I don't know about the timeline and the order of operations and all that shit, email us, startacalls at gmail.com. We'll be happy to make corrections. I had a similar issue upon trying to research this is that it's very just jumbled and kind of at you. Yeah, it's like 12 years this happened and then yeah. this happened. It doesn't. This also happened at one point. It's like, ah. It doesn't really benefit nightmare. you to try and read this because it's very. It's very confusing, and it's not very in-depth. I think... I mean, I'll, I'll give you my opinion on that later, because I made a promise already, yeah. but it, no, there's a reason. You promised. There's a reason, and we'll get to that. All right, so we're going to get into this. Oh, we have... By the way, on the topic of emails, we have gotten some emails, both good and bad feedback. We appreciate them all, so thank you that guys. That is true. We thank love any feedback. Even if it's negative, we don't really care. That's... That, it's going to help us in the long run, so thank it's you. It's good. It's good. We appreciate you. Anyway, back to the Smurl family's nightmare. Uh, so Janet began claiming that uh, shadowy figures were visiting her in the dead of night and molesting her petrified body. Okay, let's unpack this for a minute. Let's unpack this here. Janet um, the wife. So Janet... Midnight molesty visitors. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Janet is... She can't move. Picture yourself in a very comfortable position in your bed. Or, or maybe you have a really shitty bed. A bed that you find very comfortable. You right? know your own bed. Picture that. And you're in it. And you're just relaxed and you're very comfortable. And you shoot open your eyes and they're just laying around. You're kind of darting back and forth. And you see what appears to be a shadowy humanoid-like figure. It's got the shape of a person. You're looking at it. Yeah, she claimed she was unable to move while the masses, uh, you know, made their way up the length of her legs. Very much under like her nightshirt. Sleep paralysis. However, unlike sleep paralysis, Janet will be raped. Um, there's really yeah. no other way to say that. That's just it's what it good. is. Um, she will be assaulted by a ghost. Very, very, well, I guess... She was, and we're talking about it. I will say shadow, because I, I, we don't know if it's a ghost yet. Something, a shadowy figure, creature, something. A shadowy figure is now molesting Janet while she sleeps, and she's stuck in this temporary paralysis. Um, I, for one, simply just like can't imagine that reaction. Um, I don't know if you really have a reaction or if it just becomes... She couldn't move. It's just all, mo- like, uh, 
Emotionless scarring. On oh, your no, no, no. I mean after the fact. Like, I'm not talking about, like, emotional a scarring. I'm talking just in your in her mind, in a human mind, how do you cope with that? Well, I can't imagine she coped with it very well because apparently they, she would just see her abusers floating around the house from that point on. Yeah. They would just be floating around the house. She saw them all the time. Like in Harry Potter, like where the ghosts just kind of like hung out. You know, they were just part of They're the They're like scene. living in paintings. Like, hey. Yeah, this was that. Except these were like, you know, molesting her and shit. Yeah, so. it's not good. Um, Jack was skeptical. Uh, but he changed his tune after a particularly alarming set of paranormal happenings. I like just the idea of the husband being skeptical of that. He's just like, okay, honey. Okay. It's like, yeah, sure. It's like, you're a dick, dude. It's like, that's your Whether wife. Whether you believe it or not, uh, <laughs> you should deal with this accordingly. That's I mean, your wife, dude. Like, come on. Your wife is telling you something. You have like a lot of kids with this chick, dude. You should like take care of her. Yeah, but you know he don't give a fuck. He lives. He don't give a fuck. He's, he's just Catholic. living. He's living his he's, life. Yeah, women don't have rights. He's a Catholic. Fuck yeah, he's women. Roman Catholic. They're oh. useless. They don't mean shit. They could be slaves to the fucking priests, and you know that's fine. That's all they could do there. Yeah. Well, like I said, he changed his tune a little bit uh, after this happened. So the night before their thirteen-year-old daughter's confirmation at the church, Jack and Janet were getting busy. In their bedroom. Okay, so a little marital action. That's Uh, a sin. You know, they were alone in the room, uh, or so they fucking thought. They thought they were alone. Yeah, like you said, so they fucking thought. (laughs) Yes. Fornication. Yeah, sex. They were having it. But God was all right. Maybe they were trying to have a kid. So God would fully enjoy. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Well, in the midst of the physical passion... Janet was violently thrown off the bed onto the floor, leaving Jack in bed practically choking from the horrid stench that had suddenly appeared in that very spot. She released anal gas upon his very face. You think maybe she just farted? (laughs) And he was so enraged. Bear with me here. I'm thinking. He just threw her off the bed. I'm thinking reverse cowgirl fart slip, and then that turned into him. Projectile throwing her across Man, the room. If you can't get into just the body as a whole, what are you doing? Well, I'm just saying. What are, you, that's his what are you doing? He's like, oh, unpure, and just tossed her. <laughs> well, that, I, man, she must have had some crazy farts if they smelled like human flesh, because that's the smell that just appeared. <laughs> Anal fissures, dude. They're nothing to joke about. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> nothing to joke about. Well, uh, so yeah, he was, uh, that happened. She was thrown off the bed. He was choking from, from bad smell. And the next morning, the family was getting ready for the confirmation. They reportedly were very excited by this event because they're just, they're just shills for God. Okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, what, what happened after God that? God smells terrible, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so they were super excited for this. Uh, that, this is when... A large light fixture that was bolted to the main, like, support beam inside of the ceiling just fell. Yeah. Ooh, not good. It fell and deeply cut and almost killed one of the daughters that stood below. So that's crazy. It just started rocking back and forth and just fell and almost killed a kid. So that's not cool. Uh, You know, Jack, he was beginning to believe the paranormal things uh, being reported by his family which by this time included levitation from their beds at night, uh, violent slaps from forces unknown, mm-hmm. floating yep. ominous dark creatures, and forces pushing them around the house, one daughter having been pushed down the fucking stairs. Yes, 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 yes. And um, he was just starting to believe them. Yeah. Um, so all of this is, you know, this is the perfect scenario to find yourselves in if you're a ghost hunter. Because this is what you're looking for. It's got all the signs. They got voices. They have physical touch. They have things that they're seeing. Apparitions. Physical manifestations. Things are moving on their own. Um, and then even as far, almost every sense of the major five senses that you can have are being titillated by the spirit. Tit, huh? Yeah, yeah, a yeah, little bit. Yeah. They're being tittied by the spirit. Um I mean, they're seeing everything, they're feeling things, they're hearing things, they're smelling things. What aren't they 
encountering right now. Everything is there for the taking. Okay, that's that's important. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing that Jack uh, hadn't experienced yet that he's about to. Okay, this is what this is what caused him to to know that he believed. Oh, to okay? know that he believed. He knew that he believed after okay. this. Okay, okay. So Jack knew that he believed in what was happening when, on one night, while he was watching a baseball game in the living room. He experienced what he referred to as a succubus entering the room and raping him. So both these parents are getting raped. That is crazy. Um, yeah. Here's the thing, though. What's funny to me is that this guy... Now, again, I, I'm, I'm in no way an expert on these things, but I, I am familiar with the idea of the succubus, okay? Yeah. Um, and just the things like that. Um, so... Here's the deal. Um, I guess you could claim it's rape, but the deal with the succubus is it it coaxes you into accepting it. It's very much like the Bill Schnoblin vampire and werewolf thing where it, 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 they, they can't just force themselves on you. It, it's got to be consensual. You think maybe he had just a rudimentary, like not, not very good, uh, I don't know, it, uh, maybe he just didn't know what that meant. He's like any woman that that sucks me is succubus. There's I like my the wife, fact that you know? this guy is probably someone that says that unironically. <laughs> she, she sexed me. She will sex me tonight. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I, I again, I'm not saying that this didn't happen. I'm just saying that um, in most cases you, of yeah. a succubus, it needs to be something that is either agreed to. Or he's at least remotely willing to let it happen. Well, yeah. I mean, you want to hear what the, the succubus looked like? Yeah, I do. You know, because yeah. I already know, and I think the viewers would love yeah. to hear this. So here's this. This is for you guys out there. Uh, he claimed that the entity had the body of a young woman with okay. the head of a very elderly woman. Boner shrinking. And she was covered in what was described as scaly skin. My boner, so it's like a, it's like a, it's like a reptile person. My boner is very confused, but he's not gone yet. Well, it's intrigued at this point, I should say. Um, <laughs> this, this, so, it, so those are three elements that it's a, that he described. Think of it like this is the best way you're ever going to hear this. All right, this is uh, boiled down to the fucking nuts and bolts here. It is an attractive elderly fish person. That's a, that's is that a mermaid? Was he raped by a mermaid? It, 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 I get. I mean, it, I'm assuming it had let because a mermaid. Sorry, can't, mer person. A mer a mer merson. A, a murmur cannot have a. I mean, I, I guess just by you know theatrical and Disney standards, uh, it wouldn't really have a human vagina. It would have a fish vagina. And, right? Yeah, and I again, no biologist here. I'm not certain that female fish, the have, fish have vaginas. Like, do they have clo- cloacas? Um, I think that's like the isn't, what is isn't that like the seal or something or like the the fucking the walrus has that. We should get off this. I know nothing of these things. Yeah, I'm really digging no cloaca. In a hole here. It's just vagina and 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 the boot hole. Yeah, they got some you know. sort of reproductive organ, but I'm not sure that a human could fuck it if they wanted to. You no, know, I don't think we have to be accurate on the anatomy of mermaids. No, 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 no. So this this elderly, uh, this hot elderly fish lady, uh, d- did the fucking dirty with with him. All right. Yeah, just, right in the middle of the baseball game. Just fucking Yankees up by three, and she's just slurping up some fucking baby snot Something's from this going dude's on. fucking pipe like yeah. it's no no issue. Mm-hmm. Well, it was shortly after this uh, traumatic experience that Jack sat down on the edge of his bed to pray one night after a particularly bad day in the house. All right, oh, so, that uh, wasn't the bad day? I don't know what day it was. This is just how this information was presented to me. It may have been the rape day. He's like, that was the best day. <laughs> Imagine... Stewing with the trauma would would make no day a good day. But uh, th- that's when he was pulled to the floor by his leg and dragged across the floor. Because okay. Because he was, he was praying. Is, that's is pretty what, bad. He thinks that it's because he was praying, maybe. Oh, yeah, because, you know, that, that that's that's reasonable. No, yeah. Everyone abuses me when I pray. I like how at this point he's trying to rationalize why it's happening. It's like, no, it makes sense. It makes sense. It, it, it does. Trust me. 
It's this it's like, dude, you were raped by a mermaid, and now you're like being dragged around by invisible shit. This invisible rape monster doesn't like praying, and it will let you know that that's not what it wants you to do. Yeah, that's just what I'm understanding from his re- reasoning here. I don't know what this guy's on, but it's not. It's not anything fun. Uh, fish so, pheromones, bro. Fish pheromones. Ew, doesn't that sound gross? Well. Uh, the, a little bit. It kind of. It's like those fish oil pills where you're burping up like, Ooh. like shrimpy shit. Yeah, and those things are like fucking five pounds, Ooh. and just like just swallow it. Omega threes a day. Eat your omega threes. It's like I'll just eat a fucking swordfish steak. You know. Like, dude, just can you put it in a vape for me, bro? Can I just <laughs> fucking vaping fish oil? Let me just vape <laughs> that shit, dude. Uh, so this house is fucked, uh, and it's making sure that the Smurls are aware of that. They're getting slapped, pushed, levitated, dragged, and even molested. Their dog, Simon, Simon. he was lifted up one day, thrown against the wall. That's crazy he to just me. Th- they threw the dog at the wall. Because I don't know about you guys out there, but like you big dogs are not easy to move because they will fucking squirm. Yeah, and you're not supposed to throw dogs. They will fight you tooth and nail for you to put them down. And I can't imagine that Simon didn't put up a little bit of a fight. Probably not. But who knows? Who knows? The family desperately needed a break from the endless violent paranormal activity and so decided to go camping. Uh, okay. Let's go to the woods, they said. As you, know? you do in this scenario. Yeah, you just you just abandon it all for roughly a couple days. So it was while on this camping trip that a neighbor attempted calling the house, not knowing about this impromptu vacation. And what's terrifying about this is that the calls were answered. Ooh, All right, Grant, someone was answering the, the calls. Wouldn't that be cool? Or the fish rapist. Or or just like a squatter fish. of some sort, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the calls were answered. When the neighbor called the Smurls' home, a little girl was said to have answered. And when asked if the phone could be handed to Jack or Janet or anyone in the Smurl family for that matter... The little girl would giddily say that they don't live here anymore and then begin giggling. Okay. So the neighbor called like multiple more times and got the same thing. They same don't same live little girl. Here anymore. Yeah, and then, <laughs> well, who's paying the phone bill then, little girl? It's not you. It isn't you. You don't have a job. Not the way you laugh, bitch. You know, yeah. give me the phone to, get the phone to an adult. No way you'll get a worker's permit. <laughs> You're not even old enough to hold a hammer. <laughs> well, uh, so the neighbor even like tried calling the operator, asking to connect her to the Smurlf house, uh, family house, just to be sure she had the correct phone number. But, you know, it, it, the little girl kept answering. So neighbors then began hearing screams coming from the Smurl's house, and uh, that was uh, it was supposedly empty at the time. Yeah. All right, yeah, so isn't that did. crazy? Now, that's an important detail that we'll come back to in a bit. So, upon returning home and hearing all of this, the Smurl family decided that they uh, they might need help in some capacity. I, yeah, this okay? is the time. So, finally, Make after silently suffering for almost 12 years, the Smurls reached out to the controversial demonology duo of Ed and Lorraine Warren in 1986. Yes, yes, yes. You have yeah. anything to say about that, Grant? No, 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 I'll wait till... You have anything to say? I will wait until the very, very end. Okay. All right, so after coming to the Smurls' home, hearing their story, and supposedly witnessing black masses materializing and experiencing several temperature drops, okay. uh, the Warrens told the family that their house was inhabited by four spirits. Okay? So here are the, here are the spirits. This is what they said. A harmless elderly woman. A young possibly violent little girl a man who suffered and died in the home and uh, a demon well you had that, to warm him yeah. in there you know? no yeah the him. demon was using the other spirits as tools in an attempt to uh destroy the family mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah you know, that's, that's what the warrens told this family typical demon behavior yeah yeah so the warrens led a group prayer session with the Smurl family, accompanied by religious music playing in the background, during which the mirrors and furniture reportedly began violently shaking. Yeah. Which is just straight out of one of their fucking movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, You know? And why the mirrors, you know? They, never mind. Never mind. We'll come back. <laughs> Grant, 
You, you, you promised. All right. Uh, so despite their best efforts, however, the violent attacks on the family from these entities persisted. All right, so not really knowing what else they could do, the Smurl family decided to go to the press and make their story public in an attempt to find someone out there in the world that could possibly help them. And this would backfire in more ways than one. That's probably, it's funny because it's probably the smartest decision they ever made. Um, but, it just, but it did not work. It just didn't work out. No, it didn't. <laughs> so first off, uh, the attention from the press, as well as curious onlookers, became never-ending. Okay, the Smurl family, I'm burping up fucking uh, fried mushrooms right now, and it's crazy over here. That's all right. I'm going to start blowing it your way, give you a little taste. Um. Yeah, okay, I'm in, I'm in. Cool. Well, anyway, so, yeah, they were being badgered by all these people. The Smurl family had newspaper and television reporters showing up at the door uh, day and night. You know, their their street was a constant traffic jam full of people hoping to get a glimpse of something paranormal from the street, or even sometimes they would go peer through their windows hoping they'd see something. A bit invasive, I'd say. You, you're not supposed to do that with anyone. Mm-mm. You know? Not cool. So, um, here, what, what else? What else we got here? Uh, one of the Smurls' neighbors claimed that he woke up one morning to a news crew parked in, uh, parked and preparing their equipment in his driveway from Germany. So there was just like a German get fucking journalism truck. team. Open, get the fucking equipment, you useless fucking idiot! You get it now. He's <laughs> Feinhund, yeah. Big dog. It is the ghost, the ghost, the ghost. No, that's like French or some shit. I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> They're well, probably there, too, though. It's yeah. fine. Well, this is a testament to the fucking story being all around the world. Everyone was in on this. Not in on it, but they were all into this. Yeah, yeah. You know, they were all, all eyes were on news. the Smurls in the 80s. The Smurls the 80s. were finally famous. The Smurls finally had their big break. Yeah. So this type of thing became constant in the everyday lives of the Smurls, who claimed that they were still experiencing the violent haunting. It just it continued, is what they say. Yes, yes, yes. So that's one way it backfired. The second way that it backfired was actually through the Catholic Church itself. So representatives from the Roman Catholic Church in Scranton were genuinely perplexed by the whole situation. Uh, several priests would go on to bless the house that year, uh, according to the Smurls, to no avail. So it just didn't work is what they said. Oh, so, you're, so your devout beliefs aren't helping you now, huh? Yeah, I guess not. I mean, even one priest, uh, I forgot where he was from, but he was from the town. Uh, one priest even moved into the household for three days and two nights, during which time he experienced absolutely nothing strange or paranormal occurred. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened. So this all led to both the media and the church to suspect the whole story to be a hoax. Rightfully so, I'd say, maybe. And I can voice that, but you can't yet, Grant. You promise. That is true. All right. So, while this haunting was uh, supposedly still going on, uh, paired with the constant badgering of the uh, press and onlookers, uh, something had to give. Okay, so the Smurl family, that same year that they went public with their story, announced that they were exhausted by the media, basically calling them liars and that they would, uh, you know, simply be moving out of their home. They're just like, we're just going to move. Yeah, they won't. It's like, maybe you just do that and not say anything in the first place, but I don't know. Grant? Anything I'm, I'm to say? Trying to, I'm trying to keep quiet over here. I'm really trying. All right. This thing's going to fucking... I'm taking the house down. Right. It's okay. coming down. It's coming right. down. Can't wait till the end. All right. So, and the next year in 1987, they did just that. They moved out. Okay. So, but apparently, as fate would have it, the supernatural occurrences followed the family to their new home. Mm, Isn't yeah. that crazy? So the church had apparently sanctioned an exorcism for the family at this point, which finally supposedly got rid of the demon that had been abusing the family some 13 years. Isn't that just a spooky number? Oh, yeah. It's just perfect. Oh, yeah. So it was after this uh, that the real skepticism begins, Grant. Uh, News outlets and the church, and so basically the general public, began expressing very strong suspicions of a hoax. Okay, so this was validated even more by the fact that 
Mere months after the Smurls moved into their new home and the exercised uh, demon was gone, you know, the Smurls, aided by the Warrens and Scranton journalist Robert Curran, authored a paperback book entitled The Haunted. So they wrote a book about themselves. Indeed they did. With the help of the Warrens and a guy that really believed them. Uh, so this was all beginning to look like a simple cash grab for all of those directly involved. Grant, wouldn't you say? No, I'm Possibly. not done yet. I'm not done yet. Possibly. You can't express your true feelings. So a woman named Deborah Owens then went into uh, the Smurl's old home. She moved in and supposedly uh, nothing happened. There was zero paranormal anything going on in that house. And just like that, uh, you know, just like with many cases that the Warrens get their fingers in, the Smurl story took to the big screen. Well, so I mean, sort of. The book, The Haunted, was made into a made-for-TV movie in the year 1991. Yeah, it took, like, to the bronze screen. It's not quite the silver screen. Yeah. It's just there. It's yeah. out there. It's the screen that everyone has. Yeah. Okay, so Grant, what? Uh, so, who, uh, what do you what do you think? All right. Happened? Because that's the end. They're only really the Smurls and properly uh, the Warrens, who were both dead now, probably knew for sure. Yes. But okay. So here is the. Th- I'm going to circle back. We'll cut. Co- we'll kind of come full circle here. So. First and foremost, something that is often, often overlooked in the storytelling of this is that the paranormal activity did not begin until they moved into their new duplex with their the 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 parents, the in-laws, yeah, the in-laws. That yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. John and Mary. So, okay, so we have this and. I want it also to be known. This is, it's a very minute detail that's important. The early, early, early stages of the paranormal activity happened before the two youngest daughters, the twins, were born. Yeah, there was there was something I wasn't sure of because it was mentioned and then not mentioned mm-hmm. in other stories. But apparently, uh, Janet had become pregnant after they moved in, and that's when the twins came into the picture. Yes. So the the early stages of the paranormal uh, things, such as the t- the television, you know, blowing up, uh, the strange smells, the toilets flushing, and just the weird stains. Oh, the stains. Yeah, the weird, you know, things that we talked about earlier in the episode that could potentially be, you know, natural occurrences. These all slowly started happening before the kids were born. Now, this is an important detail. I want you to tuck under your hats for a moment while we continue. Yeah, okay? before half. <coughs> sorry, before half the kids were born. Yeah, you're. Yeah, there that's was two I, of them. The two youngest, and then two more showed up. Yeah, I my my mistake. No, it's all good. I just so, wanted to make sure. I do not in any way like to discredit stories of hauntings because I, for one. As we know, and you know, we've said in the show before, I am a very, very devout believer that the paranormal exists. Um, ghosts are, to me, ghosts are very real, and things like this happen very, very regularly, and most of the time, probably go unreported because they're not openly acknowledged or they're just ignored or blatantly looked over. Yeah, but cases like this, cases like a lot of the ones that we're talking about, have a common trend through them. And yes. that would be two individuals. That would be the Warrens. So before I get into the Warrens, let's go back to the earliest stages of the hauntings. Okay, now what have we talked about before that may or may not lead to potential paranormal activity? When we look at things that stories like this revolve around, it typically revolves around a very high emotional level. Um We've talked about this in the past. Things like abandoned hospitals, um, cemeteries, um, even cruise ships, the, the Queen Mary being a big one. Yeah. These things that often have, you know, a haunting theme throughout, they are surrounded by energy, whether it be neutral energy or negative energy. It's typically not very positive. Yeah. So. 
you may be asking, what the fuck am I talking about here? Well, let's analyze this as rational people. Did you say animalize? Analyze. Analyze. Oh, oh wow. So, they lose their house. The Smurl family loses their house in a devastating flood. They've been flooded. They've been absolutely flooded. They're Family's done. flooded. They have nowhere else to go. Um, it's often not talked about, and I'm not even sure if it's true, but I think it's safe to assume that a lot of personal items were probably lost because of this. Yeah, most likely. Um, that, I mean, that's just a guess. I could I could be incorrect on that. I mean, that. I didn't see many pictures of the family before they moved into this house. No, no, no. There's really not many. Um, so we have this. This is a very devastating situation to find yourself in. Now, they move in with the in-laws, with Jack's parents. This is another thing. It's not particularly negative. Now, they did say that, you know, they didn't have any issues with it and that they enjoyed this occurrence. Fine. Be that as it may, we'll take their word for it. But there is no denying that that is, it is truly an emotional thing to deal with. To be grown adults with children moving in with your in-laws. It's not something that's simply done. Two things are holding these people back emotionally right now. They just lost their house and they moved in with their family. Uh, Jack is back with his parents. On top of that, bam, he knocks up his wife. They're pregnant and it's twins. Financially struggling, heart attack, all these things. This is a trifecta. Of emotional things. And this is not even to go into account with the health issues that Jack had dealt with. uh, Panic attacks, heart problems, things like that. They lead to very, you know, just negative energy. Even if it's on a subconscious level. Yeah, it's not good. These lead to things that are not very positive. Uh, Rightfully so. It's not a great situation to be in. So, am I denying that there's been any haunting or things that could be represented as paranormal. I'm not denying that. I think that no. all the signs are there. Um, it's hard to denounce that all of this is fabricated. Um, I could, I'll, Again, I'll come back to this in a moment. But I think it's safe to assume that they're at least in the right position to find themselves being haunted. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's a perfect storm, much like with their house. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, in come Ed and Lorraine Warren, the fucking big motherfuckers from Connecticut, right? And they're just looking for income. They are looking for income. Now, the biggest, biggest thing to keep in mind is that when the Warrens are involved here, okay? Now, keep in mind, before the Warrens get involved... Nobody outside of the Smurl home knows or has heard about what's occurring. Nope. They've been completely shutting up about it. Yeah. Nobody has said a thing. It's been completely silent until the Warrens show up. And now this is when things start to kind of leak. Uh, Stories start to spread. Um, Then this is when the neighbors start to get involved and they start hearing things as well. But, again, rational adult thought here. Let's take a look at the timeline. What happened not too long before these events and before the Warrens got involved? Anybody have a guess? Was it rape? It was the Amityville case. Oh. The international blockbuster news story of really, truly the first and probably most famous haunting scenario that's ever occurred in the United States. I'm not saying that it's, you know, the the best haunting story or the most widely known, but as far as media coverage goes at this time, that was the top dog. Yeah. I mean, everybody it had was heard, a big one. Everybody had heard something about it or rumors were flying. Before that it was like the Bell Witch. Yeah, and that you was know? like a like, folktale. Yeah. You know? Who I mean, who knows? So we have to understand that the Warrens are coming off the biggest case uh, that they've ever had and ever will have. Um, and they're also, you know, just walking away from the media themselves being surrounded by the Amityville case. And around this time is when the books were published. Uh, the story was sold. Uh, they made plenty of money off of this tale that they were with. Um, we talked about the Amityville, bef- the Amityville haunting before. And I find it to be a very similar situation where I don't think that it's fair to say it's a hoax. 
But I think it's fair to say that the Warrens turned it into a hoax. Um, just like with the Smurls, they come in. Um, Ed Warren, who, as we've talked about before, had no no ability other than just ha- just so happening. He had a crucifix be, around his neck. He married a woman who was a medium. Who I mean, I believe that that you know can exist some clairvoyance things like that. He was the only one that like didn't treat her like a fucking freak. Yep. Because he, he saw the dollar bills. He did. And Ed Warren was the one that said, hey, look, we got four spirits here. One of them's a demon. We got to figure this out. Knowing full well that the family was extremely religious and believed very similar things to what Ed believed. Um, they get involved. Nothing really happens. Ed and Lorraine kind of wash their hands of the situation. Yeah, they tried to pray with music playing, and then they were like, oh, it didn't work. Yeah, they tried Damn to kind of just act like it's not occurring. Um, and then, bim, bam, boom, it's done. Um, and then the one bit of information that is out there that, again, is extremely overlooked is that in Scranton, Pennsylvania... The archdiocese, uh, so the Roman Catholic archdiocese in Scranton, they sent out their guy, the bishop. All That's right? what I was trying to think of earlier is the, the diocese. Yeah, the big yeah. kahuna, the yeah. bishop, the man of the area. Tuna. And Every he, time we say Scranton, I'm just like... Yeah, a little bit. But so he gets involved as well, right? And he actually meets with Ed and Lorraine Warren... He discusses things with them. He He's there. He's trying to witness these things for himself. And he openly says that through conversation with Ed, supposedly he called Ed out for being a liar and for antagonizing these people who were clearly suffering from something that possibly was out of this world and making it worse for the sake of his own entertainment value. And according to the bishop, Ed never denied these claims. Ed never even tried to defend himself. Ed simply just wrote it off, laughed it off, and said, well, maybe you're right. <laughs> Who's going to believe you, holy man? <laughs> um, so, I mean, again, we have to take into account, these are, you know, these are just personal things. And for those of you that listen to our show, you know that we're not big Warren fans. They suck. Um, but they definitely you know, have some great stories, but they are definitely really not good people, and they really are shitty fucking paranormal investigators. Dude, I rewatched the uh, the Conjuring recently, uh-huh. where he's like singing Elvis to the the kids in the Einfield Poltergeist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just like remember doing research for our episode where he was like, the Warrens showed up and they were denied at the door. Yep, <laughs> it was like, God damn it. Yeah, so but they somehow just own the rights to the store. God damn it. Ed and Lorraine Warren are... I, you know what? I'm going to actually rephrase this. Um, Ed Warren is nothing more than a con man who really fell ass backwards into a great situation and was able to exploit that for extreme financial gain yeah. and now infamy because if you go on the internet... Um, it's very difficult. It's it's not as divided as you think it would be. Um, most people typically are very big fans of the Warrens, and they believe them. Yeah. Um, and it's not like we don't believe Lorraine Warren. I mean, like, all the cases that they worked on, there was definitely something happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, and Lorraine could probably sense it to some degree. I, I could believe that she has some sort of ability. Oh, you know, yeah. like some I'd people are in tune with that kind of thing. I definitely But like Ed that. took advantage of the real situations, therefore just like diluting it into something that people could look at and be like, no, that's fake. Yes. It's definitely fake. Yes, yes, So yes. he like delegitimizes anything that he touches and he's using everyone around him to make money and he's dead now. Yeah. He's Thank God. dead. Thank God. And honestly, if anything that he believes is correct, he is burning in hell right now for doing everything that he did. No, he wore a crucifix all his life. He should be fine. Um, but so the truth of this case is this. I don't think it's fair to write it off as a hoax. I really, truly, utterly believe that the Smurl family were encountering some very weird fucking things that they couldn't explain. Yeah, and maybe they wanted to make a little money off of their experience because they dealt with, it sounds like, some shit. 
yeah. for well over a decade. So it's like we should get something out of this, and, right? And this is where my and Ed's like, yes, you should. This is where my opinion kind of falls into line here. I think that they really did have these experiences. You know, I've said that a couple times. I I truly believe that. However, I think that once Ed Warren got involved, they were able to kind of see the forest through the trees, and they saw that if they were able to ramp up some of their stories and make it a little bit more uh, over the top, then they could possibly be the next Amityville. And I think that's what they went for, and it never truly took off the way they wanted it to. Yeah. Dude, this story compared to, like, Amityville or, like, the Einfield Poltergeist, they, they, they missed the mark, dude. Oh, they did. Like, they couldn't hit fucking water if they fell out of a boat with this story. The Einfield... Like, a, a name like Smurl. Come on. No, yeah. Come on. It sounds like Smurfs. The Einfield uh, Poltergeist is actually... One of, probably one of two, the other being the Black Monk of Pontefract. Uh, well, I guess we did talk about the Sally House a little bit also. Did we? Uh, yeah, that was real early on. We talked about it a little know. bit. Um, we should have something dedicated to that. We should we should revisit that. I think we should, because that's really fucking We're getting into spooky season. We, we might need to do that. Um, but I would say those three are probably the only three stories of hauntings in the world that I wholeheartedly believe. And even if parts of it are exaggerated, I I truly believe that they probably did yeah. happen exactly the way they were told. Maybe, yeah. And, I mean, with the Einfield poltergeist, like Guy Lyon Playfair being a part of that, mm-hmm. he was such a wholesome character, honestly. Yeah, and then like, he dedicated just... his life to that. Like, yeah, that he, was his he life. lived with that family for years. He was like, I... Lost my daughter. I think she's trying to talk to me. I just kind of want to prove that I'm not insane in thinking mm-hmm. that. Like it's like, oh, it's so sweet. Yeah, he should get the movie and the money and and his daughter back. The Smurls. Um, again, final thoughts. They I don't deny their experience. I think that Ed Warren saw this as a potential Amityville Part Two. Uh, it was right around the same time. A good story. A little bit more intense as far as the haunting goes. I am glad that the molestation stopped at the parents. Yeah, that, you know, that is nice. It keeps isn't it Isn't that just a blessing in all this? It keeps it a little bit light for me, I'm not going to lie. Um, but yeah, that's my thoughts on the Smurl hauntings here, okay? All right. Well, yeah. Smurls. The Smurls. The Smurls. The Smurl family haunting the Smurls. Now, with all of that being said, that is effectively our episode for this week. On How the about Smurls. That? Yeah. How about that? How about that? So, uh, yeah, we're getting into spooky season. We're going to be delivering a lot more spooky things. Indeed we in are. In the we're coming be, weeks. I know we're about two weeks early as far as the typical Halloween schedule starts for us. But oh, fuck it. I mean, what is it? What, what's, the, uh, what's the Halloween store that comes up? Some, Spirit Halloween. Spirit Halloween. They're everywhere right now. Yeah, they are. They're we're, back. They're early. We're not. Back with the fucking vengeance. Um. But we will be back uh, next week. Patrons, uh, do not fret. The Patreon episode will be published a, a one week from today. So next Friday, it will come out. Uh, As opposed to next Thursday, there is an mm-hmm. appointment. We are busy. We can't do it. It will probably come out roughly about an hour or so after the weekly episode is published. I'm just assuming. Oh, you think we're going to do that one second? Typically, yeah. I think that we might. We'll see how it goes. We'll play it by ear. We'll see what happens. No, we don't even know what we're talking about next week. But we'll it, figure it out. It will uh, It will be out next Friday. Don't worry. So for the patrons out there, you'll get a double header next week. Um, but we'll be back with a brand new episode. And honestly, it's that time of year, so it's probably going to stick to something in the spooky region. It's going to be so scary for you. Yes, it will be. Yeah. So with that being said, enjoy and have a great week. You're going to be afraid to sleep at night. Yeah, you probably will be. Alone or with others. That's how scared you'll be. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you can follow us on all the shit. We're on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We also are on all the streaming things you're listening right now. You know that. I also realized that I sometimes forget to say the email. And though I said it earlier in this episode, I'm going to say it again, startacult at gmail.com. And we're on YouTube, and then I think I already said that, but there's a Patreon link below. Yes. Have fun. I love you uh, all. Yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oh my God, I almost forgot to say bananas. Bananas. <laughs> 